is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to either earn or buy someone's love. Hello to everyone out there who is currently going through round 25 of the dark night of their soul as you unravel your mother's narcissistic childhood conditioning. I'm Christine. My sister Jessie and I created this podcast, The Family Burrito, as a way to have more awareness of our childhood programming so we can heal. How are you, Jessie? Oh, I'm doing great. Just got back from Target. You're always on the go, girl. I mean, what do you do? What do you do all day? Just I, I, you're it's like I, you're a mystery. I want to follow you around in a van and film you because like a storm chase, a storm chase in van because I'm like, what do you do all day? <laughs> I just party. <laughs> Is that what's happening? At Target? Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Oh, God. I, and I just picture you with one he- like a hubcap missing or something. I don't know why. <laughs> no, corners. it's my bumper. Nobody in like, especially Denver, but nobody in Colorado can have a good like car. Really? Why? Yeah. Because there's terrible drivers everywhere. Kind of like DFW. Mm-hmm. But like because of the weather conditions and the snow and the heat and the snow and the heat and the snow and the heat it's just like horrible mm-hmm. for your car yeah so nobody can have a nice car here hmm. what's the attitude like while driving i mean just the people's attitude there in general um most of the time people are pretty nice yeah most of the time it's it just really depends on where you're at and like obviously mm-hmm. like um how how you come at somebody or talk Mm -hmm. to somebody but right um most people seem to be pretty nice you know for the most part well that's good it just sounds it just sounds like the conditions just sound so you know unpredictable (laughs) it is unpredictable it's but you know i've noticed a lot of people from all around the world say their weather is crazy like they don't right change so oh, I feel like that's, that's normal. <laughs> that's fascinating. Just like your childhood, right? <laughs> yeah, it's always on the move. It's always changing. Yes. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know how to act or what to say or what to do because you don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's why the weather just, you know, because we haven't had any snow in Denver. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough mm-hmm. about the weather, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, um, I... I don't even know what day it is. I guess it's Sunday because we usually record on Sundays. I was almost going to back out because I've had a roller coaster of an emotional week. And finally, I around three, I ended up taking a really long nap and that felt really good. I was like, okay, I'm good because it, it was like, I'm about to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> Not really, but I just, you know, like when you even feel like, your emotions building up and you're like, what's going to happen? Is this going to get any worse? You know what I mean? And so it's, you get in that, that, that roller coaster, that domino effect where you forget like just to stop and just stay with it, you know, but anyways, so let me just put it this way. 
the universe has got lots of jokes. Okay, lots of jokes. Okay, <laughs> I know that's why it's a motherfucker. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, I was like, uh, what was it? Do you think the universe um, smokes a cigarette after it fucks me? <laughs> um, no, I think it jacks off. <laughs> so, um, okay. So remember how we were talking in our last episode about how you were talking about getting sued and da da da. We we're talking about that, you know, our reaction. Okay. Yeah. So Monday, I believe it was Monday. Um, like again, I don't remember days, but anyways, beginning of the week, I actually I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Human Design. It's it's a program where it basically helps you. Um, it tells shows you who you were before you were conditioned. Okay, it's like a coaching thing, you know, kind of like a life coach, but way more in depth on who you are and how you work and all of that. So I had this session with my coach for the first time and, um, you know, you set what your goals are and just like three goals. And one of those was shadow work. Why did I put that on there? I don't know. (laughs) No, I know why shadow work is where you really have more awareness of your childhood conditioning so that you can, you know, you separate yourself from it and realize who you are. Right. Um, Because I know from doing it so much that, it sucks, but it does. Sometimes it lasts a while. Sometimes it's very quick. But I know after thy release, whatever the big thing was, that I will feel so good. I will feel so light, and then I have huge bursts of creativity that help me think of ideas of how to help other people. So you know, it's not like it's just meant for nothing, but. This one really sucked this week. This one was pretty, pretty shitty. So, so I'm on the phone with her and I love her and we have a really good session. I'm really excited. And someone had called me while we're talking on the phone and left me a voicemail. So I, you know, get off with her and then I listen to this voicemail and it's this lady who um, is calling from a lawyer's office. Uh, guess what the lawyer's office is named, by the way, Jesse? I, I can I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sherwin Associates. Oh no, Sherwin. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's not that's not where the joke stops. Okay, that's not where the universe stops. You know, I, I should have. I literally should have because Jesse, one of her best friends, his name is Sherwin, right? Sherwin or Sherwin? What is it? Oh, Sherwood, yeah. yeah. So, so I should have just stopped. That should have been my first clue because the call was weird, anyways. But this person leaves me a message from Sherwin Associates saying that they've been trying to get a hold of me um, about a debt from 1998 or something on this car I had. It was a Ford Probe. And um, if they don't hear from me by the end of the day, they're going to pursue litigation. What the fuck? Okay. So all I heard, so all my brain heard was end of the day, we're going to sue you. And she also was saying how... Um, she can come after my property and things like that. So, so my brain shut my frontal lobe shut down and it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So also what is interesting. So I'm trying to like figure out what's going on. So and they never tried to serve you. Okay. So check there. The, it was a total scam, by the way. Total That's scam. Was, that sounds like it. It was like, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Okay. So I call Shane, my ex-husband what do you think about this? He goes, Oh yeah, they called me this morning and they told me the same thing. Sorry. It slipped my mind. I'm like, God damn. Like <laughs> it slipped your mind. Someone saying they're going to sue me. What the fuck? Like, okay. So 
that's like because he just didn't care he was like whatever (laughs) i don't know i don't know what you know i don't it doesn't matter but anyways um it's just that thing again where you're just like why does no one help me right Uh, you know so anyway so my mind is starting to spin out of control so i call these people and they're like let me get to the trial you know whatever and so they're like, yeah, it's from this, from GMAT, corporate, whatever. We're, so basically what happened with the car was, you know, I had it when I was like 19. And then Shane tried to um, jump the battery and ended up frying my entire electrical system. So basically, I just let, gave the car back. Okay. Repoed. Okay. And anyways, and also another clue should have been, because I remember like last time it was on my credit, it was like 2000 or something, you know, way low number. But again, all I heard was, end of the day, we're suing you, okay? So I'm talking to this lady, and of course, she's very nice, you know? And she's like, yeah, we've been trying to deliver, you know, whatever, but it says undeliverable. And I said, do you have the right address? Do you have the right email? Anyways, and she goes, let me send this docket. And she goes, yeah, you. at the end of the day, we're going to submit stuff to Tarrant County, blah, blah, blah. And all, all I wanted to do was make it go away. Which I'm sure so many people do, like, fall in that scammer trap. Because it's like childhood again. It's like, ah, I'm in trouble. But, you know, I just want it to go away. So I give her my credit card number. And so then she, uh, something she, we got off the phone. There was a bunch of drama, basically. She's like, it's not going through. You're going to have to call your bank. She kept saying bank. That should have been another clue. Because I was like, this is not a bank. This is not a bank card. It's a credit card. And so she kept saying bank. And then, um, so then I went on my credit card and say, Hey, they're going to take this amount out. It still wasn't going through. And she's like, yeah, you need to call the bank. Did you talk to them? You know? And I was like, no, she's you're going to have to call them. So I call my credit card company and she's like, Oh, they're trying to do cash advance on your card. Oh, wow. So now I'm panicking, like for other reasons, because these people have my credit card number and I have a pretty nice limit on it, you know? And so I'm like, shit, you know? And so what's interesting is why all this is going on, a friend of mine who I've not talked to since I was 16 years old is texting me, hey, can you talk? And his last name is Ford. What the fuck? (laughs) So, so I, I put that whole situation on pause, pause and called him and we talked for a really long time and it was just beautiful to hear his voice. And I told him what was going on. He goes, yeah, they're scammers. He was like, he goes, they're, do you know how many times they've like threatened the kick? I'm like, come on, I'll whip your ass. You know what I mean? He's like, they threatened me, you know, and I'm like practically like they're going to put a horse head in his bed and a dead hooker on the porch. You know what I mean? It's like, right. you know, come at me, bro. You know, so. I was like, okay, these people are probably total scammers. And so then I, you know, look up on the internet and of course they're scammers. And so I, you know, cancel my credit card, put it on lock and all this stuff. And so I was just in a panic. The whole thing just. Yeah. But now, you know, to Google a phone number when something like that happens. So you can see like reviews from the phone number. Well, they had, honey, they had like 10 different numbers. Oh, okay. Cause they were calling me from California. They were calling me from Houston. They were calling you know, they had all these different numbers. So, but and when I first Googled them, it said, yeah, these are legit. It was weird. It was like, yeah, these are, these are legit. There was a whole thing about how this Sherwin Associates is whole legit. So. Wow. 
<clears throat> and then I went back again and then it was like blew up. All these people were like, no, they're scammers. So it was oh, interesting. Wow. That is it so was, crazy. I'm yeah. sorry that happened. Oof. Thank you. So, so that happens, uh, but I was happy to talk to my friend, Mike. And then I was like worried because I, I still was going back and forth in my mind. Is this real? Is this not real? You know, and they did email me the document. It was definitely bogus, you know? So, um, so, and I guess apparently what people do is, um, you know, they, they find people's old debt and they, you know, scare them, even though the statute of limitations is done. But anyway, so, um, you know, I was just anxious, like the next day, didn't really eat very much. And I was supposed to go out for some work stuff and ended up canceling because I just was like, I'm tired. I did, hadn't even, I hadn't slept very well the night before anyways. And so it was just kind of this whole domino effect. Then the next day I wake up and I'm in a pretty good mood. I mean, I'm kind of like dancing around my house. And then my dog starts whining and she was being really needy. She was trying to get me to take her on a walk, which I do take her on a walk, but I needed, I didn't want to do it right this minute, but she was just relentless. And it, my fucking blood pressure was skyrocketing. And I was just like, she's making me so angry. And in the meantime, my housekeeper was on her way to my house and I was getting irritated that she was coming over and I was, what's she going to want? And, you know, I was just, it, everything was just festering just. I was in a hole of hell, you know, so I take my dog on a walk and I took her on a really long walk. The walk was horrible. I mean, she just pulling my, I mean, it was, everything was just getting worse and worse building up. And I'm like, why am I so angry? That's the thing is I could not figure out why am I, I mean, I was having this emotional tantrum rage thing happening and I was really getting irritated because I didn't know why, because I have a great life, you know, like I, you know. So I get back to the house and my housekeeper's here and she did something I didn't want her to do something. And, but that's, I was, but I was being passive aggressive with her and, you know, anyway, so before she leaves, you know, and she's my friend, you know, and so I'm like, I don't know why I'm so angry, you know, and anyways, and right before she leaves, she goes, well, if you need anything, let me know. I'm home all week, you know, very sweet. And then she walked out and then it hit me. My mother never, ever soothed me in a time of crisis. Oh, yeah. To tell you it'll be okay. Yeah. She never soothed me. And I started crying. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was kind of okay. And then later in the evening, I was crying again. And then I stopped and I remembered this memory from 1996. Uh, Shane and I had just got married. I was 19 years old. He had joined the army. He had just done graduated from basic training and we had one day to be together before he went off to his army school stuff. We had one day. So we're in Texas or I'm in Texas and I drive up to Oklahoma and we got a hotel or whatever. I brought a whole bunch of his clothes, you know, that he could take with him. Well, we woke up the next morning and my car was broken into all of his clothes were gone and I had left my purse and my wallet in my car. Oh no. And so I had no money for gas. I had nothing. And he couldn't help me cause he had to leave. So I call my mom and all she did was scream at me. Right. Yeah. All, all she did was scream at me. And I was like, like, but I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it back home, you know? And she just screamed at me. Well, you better call the police. Call let me just screaming at me. Right. No, no words of, I will come get you. I will wire you some money. No, it's going to be okay. She was 
horrendous. And I was like, man. And it was crazy because I, I like totally suppressed that memory. Yeah. Not a good memory. Right. And so as it's coming out, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm letting, and I'm, I'm just like howling in my kitchen again. I'm, they probably think I have a Cody in my house because I've been howling so much from my sacral area, you know? So anyways, I, you know, and then I was trying to relax and then it was just like festering, like, you know, I, I was trying to fight it is what I was doing. And then a friend of mine, uh, my best friend reached out and I hadn't talked to him really much that day. And he goes, are you okay? I just have this feeling something's wrong with you. And I was like, I haven't, so I called him and I, I just was like falling on the phone. And so, you know, I'm so happy that I have some friends that are support, even if I'm not reaching out, they're going to reach out to me because energetically they just know like something is off with me. And this is what I love about the world. You know, we're all just so connected, but, um, so you know, going through that and, and releasing that. And, you know, there's still some stuff there, you know, that's still kind of whatever, but, um, and in the meantime, while all this is going on, my new boyfriend, we, you know, we've been together for what, three months. Now he's starting to get inconsistent. So it's like, nothing is an accident. You know, there's, it's no accident. The Sherwin associates, your the name of your one, you know, friend calls me threatening a lawsuit that we were just talking about a lawsuit then they're, you know, with from this Ford probe, and then my friend, you know, his last name is Ford, is calling me. Um, you know, nothing is an accident, you know. So I know that even though it's painful and you know, unraveling all that conditioning my mother did, you know, is it's just painful because you only have one mother, right? And it's it's you have to mother yourself. I I think what it is is like it hit me. I was like, well, no wonder I don't ask for help. When I'm in a crisis and I ask the people that are supposed to help me fucking scream at me, like that is so traumatic, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that sometimes when people scream because you're in a situation or whatever, it's, it's more on them. Right. But at this Mm -hmm. point, you didn't know that. Like you didn't know that she was screaming at you because of her, because she's insane. Like, Right. You 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 just took it personal. And that's why I always try to remind myself when people are like yelling at me, mm-hmm. mainly Michael, because he mm-hmm. has his anger issues, you know. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that like that was me not too long ago. Like mm-hmm. screaming at the top of my lungs, did mm-hmm. you know, being so extra. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why did I do that? And it's because I was so angry. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Michael, you need to start doing Muay Thai and jujitsu yeah. and stuff. Like, you need to start mm-hmm. kicking somebody's ass because yeah. you're going to, like, have a heart attack if not. And mm-hmm. it's because, you know, we held this childhood anger in. Like, he didn't have a good childhood. His Right. Talking about manipulative, he literally had a stepmom named Karen. <laughs> oh, Lord, <laughs> like, have mercy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So well, it's just horrible when we, like, have to realize that. And then you know, and now like you have a kid and now you can like change that, you know, and you can for sure be for that sure. person for Sophia that she needs to like calm the storm, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's so weird to like be an adult, be a grown ass human. And like, you're still having to comfort that little kid inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, um, it's like, 
it, it's it feel like the feeling is unfair, you know, and then, but I know that eventually I'll get to a point where everything that all of that will just be neutral. But what's happening is, you know, I'm asking for, I'm asking for whatever more awareness, you know, shadow work for, I'm asking for, cause I know how beneficial it is because we all hold stuff in and we don't all talk to each other and we're walking around and, and having all these emotions and we're not talking about it. You know, we, as kids and teenagers, you know, you know, we were all doing drugs and partying as teenagers, you know, I, we would say, yeah, I'll go to fight with my mom. But like, that would be it. Like, yeah, because, because, because our parents never taught us that it's okay to have an emotion. They never identified the emotion. They shut us down. They didn't validate. And they did just horrible things when we had emotions. And we're like, let's go do some drugs. Right. I mean, what what, what was our alternative? Like, kill ourselves? I mean, I think so, we were trying to kill ourselves with the drugs. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, have fun and, and, and numb myself, you know? Yeah. But, um, but did if you, like, but let me ask you this. When you were doing the drugs, and let's say, like, Cause I've had friends like have a seizure in front of me, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So would that, would that make you stop doing drugs? If you saw somebody have a seizure in front of you like that, or have you had that experience or? Well, that's a funny question because I remember <laughs> the last time I saw someone have a seizure, it was, well, maybe at work, but you know, do my job. But, um, I was, um, actually had been drinking with one of my friends. This was, I don't know, five, six years ago. And we were at IHOP you know, it was two in the morning and there was this like two teenage, I don't know if, I don't know how they were young looking, but they looked like they were out of their minds. And he like totally was having seizures right there. And I was like, Oh, I just kind of was like, Oh God, that was me. Like, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, I had a seizure, but I've had a seizure when I was like trying to smoke weed and I wasn't getting high. I, what was happening at that time, I actually was having beginning of my panic attacks and anxiety. I didn't know that's what that was because nobody talked about it. And so I would smoke weed to try to make that go away, but I would have rebound anxiety. And so I'm not sure exactly what happened, but, um, but you quit smoking weed. (laughs) <laughs> I did quit smoking weed because it was, it was not good for me. I mean, I don't not have it. Yeah. Having a seizure while you're driving a car is not fun, but um, no, no, not at all. And that's one of the things that scares me constantly because our brain is always changing. And then like, we just put these chemicals in our body constantly. <laughs> so it's just like, dang. yeah, yeah. And so, but through this experience I've had this week is um, one thing I've, I've realized um is that when we have anger, that anger is attached to some traumatic memory. It's not just, oh, I had a terrible childhood. It's not just, oh, I wasn't supported or validated. It is attached to a specific memory. Yeah. And this is the thing too, like when people ask if I had a, you know, messed up childhood or whatever because of this podcast, I don't really think it was a messed up childhood. I just think it was meant to happen so we become the person we are today mm-hmm. and we think about the world differently we, mm-hmm. that, I think that's really all it really is because to me like of course we're going to hold pain and we're going to probably hold this pain till the day we die unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the raw truth it's just how we deal with that pain right mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I think that when like you talking about your mom yelling at you while you're literally stranded. Mm-hmm. I, th- I bet a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And they'll probably be like, wow, I didn't even know that was traumatic for me, but 
you know, it mm-hmm. is. It is traumatic when you literally are calling for your something that should try to save your life in every situation. Yeah. 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 And it is traumatic. And I don't I don't really recall how I I remember being stressed out, but I don't I think I just was like, I gotta get I I gotta check out this hotel. How'd you get home? I drove with whatever gas I had left and um I I think it wasn't I believe it. I mean I didn't you know, run out of gas on the side of the road. I think it was like barely enough to get home. Thank God. Wow. Um, and I think after I talked to my mom, I called one of my friends and she was like, well, I'll try to send you some money. Just try to get as far as you can. I mean, she was my age. So we were all just, we know we were all trying to just help each other by, you know, our $5, we only five bucks we had in our purse or whatever, Yeah. you know? Um, but, and then shortly after she kicked me out of her house, um, you know, because I wasn't giving her a rent money or something. I don't even remember the whole thing, but she kicked me out of, so it's funny because I'm sure it is money related because your mom and money. Oh, for a thousand percent. <laughs> um, you know, but she, you know, had a, you know, she created a scenario that did, it wasn't about money it was something else, you know, I'm sure. But your attitude, Christine, because you have a bad attitude, Christine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like when Shane got out of the army, like when he, we finally got our place in North Carolina. <laughs> She was sending him letters and writing shit about me, like why he's over, you know, in basic training and in school, sending him letters about how fucked up I am. So, um, what did dad say about it? Well, I wasn't talking to dad at that time because he was sleeping with one of my friends from high school. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Sorry. What a dramatic time. I know. I know. And so I, um, sorry, I was like five. I couldn't do shit for you girl (laughs) it's every trauma victim for themselves but um but yeah it's um it's it is it is it's just kind of wild just when those suppressed memories come up and what's interesting too is when I was walking the dog and she's pissing me off I was like what is it universe show me what it is and then as I'm about to get home those people are calling me the Sherwin Associates and I was like universe what do I got to do to make it go away what tell me what I got to do and then that's, I'm like, show me what it is. And like literally 30 minutes later, that's, so this, that's how my, I know my process that works for me is, um, I, I speak it into existence. Show me what it is. Show me what it is. And I get shown it pretty like within an hour. Um, yeah, no, I, I and that's the same. Like if you ask your like pendulum or whatever, mm-hmm. if you have yep. a pendulum board or just ask mm-hmm. your pendulum, yes or no, like I have been so surprised like since I started doing this, what like a year ago when you showed me, um, all of all of the coolness about crystals and everything, mm-hmm. um, how almost like ninety nine percent of the time my pendulum is like accurate. <laughs> it's so- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and so for sure because I am, um, you know, so okay, so I'm like my mother wound is like wide open, and then my my man is being inconsistent, so he's being weird. And so I haven't heard from him. And so then now I'm like, you know, really just like, God, am I just unworthy or whatever it is? And then I'm doing something in the, um, in the, um, in another room. And one of dad's darts, like half of his dart was like on this shelf. And I looked at it and it has like half of the word has, is, has the word pendulum. It has like pinned. And then the, like the rest of the word is this other you know so I was like yeah. I, I looked at it and I go he's wants to tell me something and so I quietly come in my room and um 
you know, like which deck of cards do you want me to pull from? Anyways, it was, um, it was, I was just crying. I, I can't find my card. I would read it to you, but, um, anyways, but it was very sweet and, I was like, okay. And I was like, is there anything else you want me to, you know? And he's like, no. And so I asked him a few other questions and then that was it. So, you know, we have our people around us. We can't see them, but man, I can certainly feel them. Oh, and just know that your boyfriend, you know, it's, it's, it's all hit. Like it's nothing you did or nothing. Oh, yes. You know, that's just, it's his, you know, he's busy you know, well, like, well, well here's the, I thank you. Thank you. Well, and I was actually reading too. the three month mark in dating is when people's child attachment wounds show up. Girl, that makes sense. And yeah. how long does it last? Another decade? It doesn't, it doesn't matter because you just, you just set your boundaries and you move on. And so if he's not available, that's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just move on or whatever. But I will say something that really, really interested me that I don't know what the guy's name is. I'll, I'll have to put him in our show notes or something, but on, he's on Instagram. I think he is called the relationship school or something like that. But he was talking about how, um, when we are attracted to people, that is our nervous system. That's attracted to them. That's our childhood trauma nervous system and so when we're attracted to people we're like oh they're so cute and then they what turn out to be a bad boy or whatever they turn out to be it is your nervous system i was like what is this uh jay uh jason gaddis i don't know i'm not on my computer i was just on the relationship school is a instagram page yeah he's like this trying to look for you he's like this indian guy and oh my god he was like I mean, he talks about boundary setting. He talks about the same thing about worthiness. Like if someone starts, because so uh, he was saying about, you know, three month mark is when people's childhood wounds open. And if you have, if you're with somebody that has like the avoidant type, you leave them the hell alone. Because if you try to reach out to them, it's going to make it worse. So you just give them space and you set your limit, your boundaries with their space of, you know, I will, I'll allow you this amount of time. But after that, like I'm moving on, like. You know, you're in a, energetically matched to whoever, whatever was going on with you, you know. And so, anyways, um, it's just, it's all very interesting. It, nothing is a coincidence, you know, all of these things happening at the same time. Yeah, no, that's, that is a, not a coincidence. And also, like, if you think about it, it's really hard to have coincidences. Right. Very few things in life are a coincidence. Listen, I can't even log into my damn email. How does, I mean, how would, how would, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, and on top of all this, Jesse, <laughs> you know, computer problems, can't log it. I got a new iPhone and that was a whole bunch of drama with Shane because our stuff was on, my thing was still on his account, my ex-husband's. And so, you know, it was just drama. And then, you know, all, all just leaking into the day. And then anyway, so it's just been. It's been quite the journey this week. Um, next week, I'm gonna let you talk, and let's talk about your dark night of the soul. Okay. I hope you got <laughs> like two hours. <laughs> You're like it started the day I was born. <laughs> June 10th, 1990. <laughs> okay, right, well, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>